Fans of the Dynasty Invest podcast, if you feel like there was one particular episode in the back catalogue in the anthology of Dynasty Invest podcast episodes that really, really, really was massively valuable to you, feel free to share that with a fellow dental colleague who's in a similar position so their understanding of finance can be elevated and they can hit the next level of financial success in their life. Also, as well as that, if you could take two seconds to rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. What that would mean is that it drives this podcast further in terms of reach so that more dentists across the world can be able to benefit from the knowledge contained therein. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dentists Who Invest podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Dentistry Invest podcast. It's a little bit of an alternative podcast today, however, still related to finance because everything that we talk about is how you can be more successful in life financially, holistically, everything that we can think of. And that brings us on to what we are going to talk about today, which is raising the profile of our practices, raising the profile of us as individuals via PR, via the media. And I have sat in front of me a lovely lady called Fiona Dwyer who has extensive experience in this area. Fiona, how are you today? I am very well, thank you, James. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so pleased to be here. Oh, it's cool. My pleasure. So Fiona, for everybody out there who is listening, it might be nice if we did a little bit of an intro so that everybody can be brought up to speed because I know that you and I have been getting to know each other over the last few weeks. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, well, um, by profession, I'm a journalist. Uh, I was a reporter for um, uh, Calendar News, which is the regional news programme for ITV Yorkshire for um, sort of over 30 years or for about 30 years. I've been in the media industry for over 30 years. Uh, so my uh, and I, and I now uh, do PR for people. I What you say, we've come over to I've come over to the dark side now, as they say, uh, of the news desk. So I'm now on the PR side of the of the news desk. And so now I'm trying to get my I get my clients into the newspaper, on the radio, on the television or on a, as a guest on a podcast or, or wherever it may be or in a magazine. So um, so that's what I do now. And um, I also uh, as well, I have a small number of clients uh, that I do the work for. But uh, in the last couple of years, I've branched out and I've uh, gone on to the uh, into the online um, online environment, if you like. And I now teach people how to do uh, to do PR for themselves, because uh, not everybody has a budget of, you know, between one and five, up to £5,000 or more even, it can be to hire a PR agency for a month to do PR for you. Uh, and so what I want to do, I, I sort of help people, uh, I teach people how to do it for themselves and how to get themselves in the media, because it isn't rocket science and everybody can absolutely do it for themselves. And I absolutely love teaching people and passing all that knowledge to them. And I think as a journalist, I think in terms of stories uh, and I teach people how to identify a story and how to get it out there and how to target the right journalists. Interesting. And you know what? That actually sounds more like the light side of journalism to me, teaching people how to be Jedis whenever it comes to PR. So I'm interested to learn more about how that looks, because I think it's probably the case that most dentists out there don't really appreciate how much it can help them. Um, I would say so. Um, there, there are some who do uh, do PR. However, um, I think uh, not everybody understands how uh, important and how useful it can be for their practices. So in terms of raising their profile, in terms of um, showing people what you stand for, uh, increasing your the, your brand profile, um, it's fantastic. If you get yourself in the media, it's fantastic for recruitment purposes. I know a lot of dentists struggle to recruit and also recruiting the right type of people. Um, if you've got yourself out there and people um, 
they can see uh, your values, they can see what you're trying to do with your practice, then you're attracting the people that you want to work with and that want to work with you. Um, so all of those things are really important in terms of um, uh, YPR. I mean, it also helps um, grow your social media account. So people, which is again, is free PR. I mean, PR and getting yourself in the media, if you can do it yourself, is um, is a fantastic way of doing free marketing because you're not actually having to pay anyone to do it you're not having to pay a PR agency um, and you can do it yourself you can identify once you learn how to identify a story for themselves what is happening and what's interesting to uh, your your clients it increases it can increase um, organic footfall into your practice and it just shows people that dentists get a bad press don't they there's so much press about, um, you know, the fact that uh, nobody can get uh, an NHS appointment, for instance. Uh, and so it's ex- and you can you can use it as an educational tool to explain to people, you know, what's going on with dentist contracts. You know, the fact that they're not really fit for purpose. And so but as well as those sorts of things, you can you can actually show the great things that you can do and the uh, education in terms of uh oral health care and what people can do to to help themselves uh, so there's, there's loads of different ways that PR can can really sort of help practices love that so presumably you have dentists who come to you they seek you out and they say hey I want some help with my PR how does that typically look then is that getting them in the local paper is that getting them on the local radio is that getting them on even national tv sometimes I'm curious or maybe a combination of all those things yeah, it can be. It, yeah, it, it's absolutely a combination. It re- very much depends on what is happening um, in the practice. So it could be because I, w- I work with dental practices um, as, as, as well as other businesses and um, and it works the same for everybody. So for, in terms of dental practices, so it's things like, again, identifying the story um, and deciding and we decide together because it's a partnership when I work with people. It's a partnership in terms of what we discuss, you know, I, I sort of they tell me what's going on. Um, and I sort of say, well, that would be a good story or that would be a good story. And often it's things that they don't think are good stories. And sometimes things that people think are good stories aren't actually good stories or they need to add something to it to make it into a good story. So it's just finding what would be interesting to a journalist to write about. So you have to have that hook, that top line, you know, that that's going to draw somebody in, that's going to make them want to read more. It's going to make them want to listen more when someone proms it on the radio. They sort of say, coming up, you know, coming up, we're going to be talking to such and such about such and such. When you're sitting in the car, what's going to make you want to sit in the car and stay a bit longer when you've parked just to hear that, just to hear that interview. So it could be any of those things. And it, sometimes it's just a, a story might just um, work for newspapers. And you need to think about what photographs, what images that you're going to be using as well. Or you're going to sort of send, you know, that would that would help tell the story. Um, if it's a radio interview, if it's something for the radio, is it a good talking point? Um, is it something that have you got something that you can use for um, sound effects in the background? You know, in a dental surgery, you've got all sorts of things that you can make sounds with. But, uh, you know, have you got have you got good case studies? Have you got, um, you know, good statistics? You know, what is it that is going to, you know, that people are going that a journalist is going to find interesting and why what, what's going to attract um, their readers, their listeners, their viewers? Television is a different thing. You have to really think about how you're going to tell the, the story um, with video, tell the story. So if you've got a case study, someone willing to be interviewed and actually filmed on television, um, you know, ha- what, what can they do? What visuals are you actually going to see? 
when they're actually telling the story about somebody and how is that going? So it could be something like an oral health story. You've got a case study and then another bit will be within the dentist practice. And then they're actually having a visit at the dentist and you're actually seeing them in the chair and having an examination or whatever it might be. Uh, So you have to think about how you are going to tell the story, depending on what media you're actually using. Gotcha. And that's where you come in, I guess, because you are able to help people visualize that because we we have no idea as dentists, right? That's right. Yeah. And sometimes it will work for all of them, but you just have to pitch it slightly differently depending on who you're sending it to. Cool. And you know what? On the topic of case studies, it's interesting that you use that phrase because I was just thinking to myself, we really, really, really cool just so we can make this really tangible for everybody who's listening. If you had some case studies and examples of Mr. Smith or Dr. Dr. whoever, Fiona, the dentist, and she was skeptical or he or she was skeptical. They came to you. They talked about PR. You introduced them to a newspaper. You got them on the radio and then X, Y and Z happened to their practice overnight. Is there any stories that you have along that just to make it really tangible for everybody? Yeah, well, um, I know one, and, and actually, somebody she's been a guest on your on your podcast, Nikki Rowland, uh, when she was a practice manager, um, just very near me, and I was actually a reporter um, on on uh, on on ITV Yorkshire at the time, um, and I'd met her previously because I'd already set up my PR business, and I'd met her at a networking event, and so we'd already um, got to know each other. And we've been talking about PR and she'd been trying to do PR herself as a practice manager. She'd been trying and trying and she hadn't really been getting, in, you know, she, she hadn't got, um, she, had, she hadn't done what she wanted to do. Let's put it like that. And she hadn't got the media attention that she wanted. So I talked it through with her and I explained again about the different types of different ways that you can actually achieve PR. And so it was, I think, in November and it's um, uh, oral cancer, mouth cancer month or something like that. And what they chose to do at that point was they had uh, a day and they did this on a number of years. Um, they chose to um, for, for a full day, they um, opened up their surgery for people to come in for oral cancer screening. And um, it didn't have to be a client. It could be anybody at all. And um, uh, they sort of booked in the appointments, sort of first come, first served, and they'd be absolutely packed. But what happened with them is that from from that the majority of those people then became patients at their surgery, at their practice. And so, and we we actually did, I actually did a piece, I actually did the report on on, on our news programme, um, but it also went in the newspaper and she got, um, again, there was a case study that she got. It was a patient who had actually lost their father to um, oral cancer. And so, and they had spoken, they'd spoken about the importance of that. But we also had a second case study about somebody who was going through treatment for it at the time. So, uh, and we also had lots of statistics that we could put into it. So when you put all of those things together, it's a great story then for a journalist, a reporter of, of any media to actually to actually use. But from from that, the the footfall and the number of patients um, for their practice, um, pretty much everybody, not not everybody, but the majority of people who had screening became a patient. Real quick, guys, I've put together a special report for dentists entitled The Seven Costly and Potentially Disastrous Mistakes That Dentists Make Whenever It Comes to Their Finances. Most of the time, dentists are going through these issues and they don't even necessarily realize that they're happening until they have their eyes opened. And that is the purpose of this report. You can go ahead and receive your free report by heading on over to www.dentistinvest.com forward slash podcast report 
or alternatively, you can download it using the link in the description. This report details these seven most common issues. However, most importantly, it also shows you how to fix them. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts. I see, I see, I see, I see. So it works, which is the main it thing. It works. It works. It works. That's yes. cool. That's because cool. you're showing also that you're, it's sort of like corporate social responsibility. So you're um, you're actually um, showing people that you care for them and you are doing this, you're putting on this free event. You know, please come. We want to make sure that your, uh, that your oral health is okay, that you don't have oral cancer or whatever it might be. And so that you're actually showing people that you care for them and then they're sort of thinking, oh, well, I really trust them now and I really like them and I feel like I really know them and they really want to help me. So I'm going to go to you if I've got a problem. I'm going to go to you and I'm going to go to your practice um, for when I when I want treatment. Boom. So it's all about getting the word out there. Of course, it's, it's marketing in effect. It's marketing, yeah. which is great, which is great. It is. And it's but it's free marketing. Forget uh-huh. about advertising. Don't be spending hundreds or thousands of pounds on an advert here or, or an advert there because people do that all of the time. Don't do that. Just think about what your story can be. You know, budgets are tight at the moment. You know, find out what your story could be and then um, and then and then let the media know about it. Write a press release or pitch your story to the press. Um, but what you need to also do, and I always say this to people, it's not just a one trick wonder. Don't just send one thing um, and it it might not get traction immediately, but don't stop trying. Keep trying because something will stick. But but that's why you need to understand what a newsworthy story is, first of all, because then when you've got that, um, you'll really go far. And then the journalists and the reporters, they will come back to you time and time again because they know that you're media friendly. They know that what you're going to say um, is of is of note and is and and is uh, something that is of interest to their audience, their readers, and their listeners, and, and that's the sort of key. And that's the research that I would advise everybody listening to this podcast would do: research who you are trying to target, but research who the journalists are that you want to speak to. And it's got to be a drip drip effect. Don't just do one thing and then think, oh well, it didn't work. You need to do something consistently consistency over time because otherwise you know somebody else dental practice down the road if they're doing it consistently they're the ones that the journalists and the news people are going to be talking to not you ah so that's how one goes about it really because how I used to think it worked in my head my complete misunderstanding or complete lack of knowledge I suppose about the process was I thought that the journalists, that you just, you did something exciting at your practice, you did something interesting, and then they approached you. Whereas I'm sure that happens on occasion, but it's more the other way around. You have to constantly network and liaise with these journalists in order to keep yourself relevant. Yes, but but liaise when you've got a story, not just, you know, if you've got something that's interesting, don't just sort of stalk them. Um, (laughs) don't start them Um, but but always though be and if if it's something that they can't use on that occasion and it could be for any number of reasons and it just could be because a different story has broken that day or that week that they need to put their efforts into and there isn't time to do that story they might come back to you again so always be polite because journalists are actually actually people too (laughs) with feelings okay bad feelings (laughs) 
But but it's just certain things like that that you just have to be aware of. So um, sometimes it's just the timing is wrong. But more often than not, it's because people haven't identified the correct story, a newsworthy story, and they don't know how to pitch it correctly. There we are. And you know what? Journalists are humans too, right? That will resonate with dentists because <laughs> lots of dentists feel partially dehumanized sometimes. So that was the perfect way to explain it that resonates oh. because dentists are people too. And that's what we yes, want to say about patients sometimes. You know what patients say when they come through the door? And I don't know, maybe, maybe you've seen this, maybe you haven't, but every single dentist who's listening has been on the wrong side of this. You have a patient that comes in, very first thing they say to you, the dentist, they've never met you before. They say, oh, I hate the dentist. <laughs> and, I, yeah, and you're, just, it's and you're like, just like nice to meet you too something like that it's like, it's like what angle are you taking how are you going to you know how are you going to stitch me up that's what we sometimes get sure. a lot of people yeah. are wonderful it's me the majority are wonderful but there are other there are there are some who don't trust you at all and think that you're all uh you know red tops that you're all um you know uh, going to sensationalize the story and that you're going to misrepresent them but that's not that's not the case generally I've actually never heard that term before, red top. Oh, it's kind of like, you know. Oh, like a tabloid. Yeah, like the tabloids. Yes, sorry. Yeah. I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, I guess probably lots of people who are listening to this, they're thinking to themselves, wow, PR sounds great. How can I get myself out there more? But then they're thinking to themselves, hmm, that means that I might have to be on camera. That means lots of people are going to learn about me. Maybe not everybody is in that zone yet where they feel confident enough. What would you say to those people? Yeah, I get this a lot, actually. A lot of people come to me and they do, they sort of say, I don't like the sound of my own voice. I don't, I don't like what I look like. Um, you know, what are people going to say? People are going to think I'm really uppity about, you know, think I'm, you know, think that I'm, I'm thinking I'm great. You know, what are people going to say if they see me being interviewed or they see me in the paper? And I would say to them that, um, it's this sort of imposter syndrome sometimes as well people have. And the thing is, You've just got to put that to one side because what you have got to say is really important and it's really going to help somebody. So you kind of, it's kind of like a, a social responsibility and you 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 were sort of doing those people and your, your patients an injustice by not telling them how you can help them. So that is one way you sort of, if you think like that, then that will help your confidence. Um, everybody, you know, however you speak is perfectly okay it doesn't matter what accent you've got it doesn't matter you know whether you've got a low voice or a high voice or a medium it doesn't matter what you sound like as long as you can speak in full sentences then you're good to go but <laughs> there are asking also, a bit much there might be asking. but there are also ways that um people worry that journalists are going to stitch them up if they interview them and mostly if it's about a topic that's going to help people the journalist just wants to give you the opportunity to talk to them about how you can help them. They might ask you about something else. So you need to, you do need to prepare, be prepared. So you do need to keep an eye on what's going on, obviously, in the news around oral health. Um, but you would do that, I would imagine, anyway, being in the dental world. You would want to keep up to date with what's happening. Maybe. Oh, well. So, <laughs> usually, usually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, oh, what was I talking about then? <laughs> That's my track. You, you, so, oh, I, I distracted you. We were talking confidence. about confidence. Yeah. No, but um, there are ways also, um, because I train people how to also do media training, um, but there's, there are ways that you, um, as long as you do your research, and that I always say work out what your message is going to be. 
what is it that you want to talk about to the media? Um, if you're writing it down in a press release, that's okay. If you're not having to give an interview, if you're actually giving an interview, um, then work out what your actual core message is going to be. And then that's the thing that you keep coming back to. If they ask you a question that goes off tangent or is something that you're not sure how to answer, just be honest and say, that's a really, and say, I think that's a really interesting point. Um, it's not something that I feel that I can answer at the moment, but excellent. But what I can say is this. And then you go back to your core message again. So you just, it's just planning and research and sort of knowing and just so that you know what, what sort of questions, ask them beforehand, what sort of questions are you going to ask me? And most journalists will say, we're going to cover these sorts of areas. It's, it's, it's okay to ask. And it's okay to say, I've never done an interview with a, with, with a reporter before. Um, can you just uh, give me an idea of how it, what's going to happen? How long is it going to be? Who am I going to be talking to? Just get the information from them. And it's fine. It's okay to ask. You don't, you don't have to feel that everyone thinks that you already know how it works. Boom. Some practical advice right there, which would be very useful. And you know what? I listen to my content and I still find my own voice really, really rattling. However, many podcast episodes later and what have you. But the good news is that it definitely has diminished a lot. And even though despite I experienced that, some people listen, which is great. Are you with me? Some people listen to the podcast. So it's definitely a huge individual bias that we all experience. And I'm still flipping working on it. <laughs> it never quite goes, but it does get a lot better. And whenever you can hear that, whenever you can hear somebody, I suppose, who's made content for say that, then what it means is that you're reassured that you understand that actually it's part of the process, which is cool. It is absolutely part of the process and it's nothing to worry about at all. Everybody feels the same way at some point. And the first time that you hear yourself, you know, listening back, you might not even, you might sort of do it live and you might say, I'm never going to listen to that again. Well, that's fine. Don't, but you've yeah. done it and that's great. And you've got your message out there and people are hearing about you and you've got a name check and your dental practice has got a name check and people know who you are and what you can offer them and how you can help them. That's the key thing. Wunderbar. Thank you for that. One thing I wanted to ask as well, obviously dentists are super duper duper busy and I'm sure from experience that you've had some dentists say in response, or I can, I can, I can anticipate that a lot of people might say in response to all of these things that we're talking about right now, they might say that we don't have enough time to do this there. And what people really mean whenever they say they don't have enough time is what they're really saying is I don't prioritize this because everybody's got the 168 hours in the week. Everybody's got the same 168 hours. We're choosing how we spend them. We're choosing how we delegate them. Yeah. So yeah. When somebody says that, what they're saying is, actually, I don't feel this is important enough for me to delegate some of those 168 hours to. Absolutely right. And what I would say to them is that they have to start taking notice of PR because it's going to absolutely revolutionize, revolutionize their practice. If they think of a story, think of how they can be useful, how they are, how they can help other people, because dentists are there basically to help people. That's what that's what they do every day. They help people, they look after people, they treat people, the whole dental practice and all of the team within the practice. And it doesn't have to be the the, the person who it doesn't have to be the um uh principal dentist who does all of this. 
It can be any of the team, or it could be a couple of the team. It could be the practice manager. It could be one of the admin staff. It could be um, a hygienist. It could be one of the dental nurses. Anyone who has an interest in this sort of thing, they could, you know, there could be a couple of them helping each other, discussing what what could we do in the next, you know, month or couple of months. I always like to have a three month plan ahead of me, so I know with with my clients, and I teach this to people. What what am I going to what's coming up in the next three months so that we can work backwards and work out when we need to start releasing or taking a picture or writing something, writing a story or getting a quote from someone or finding a case study? Have a three month plan or a six month plan, but a three month plan is fine, you know, and then um, work out what the story is going to be. It could be one story a month. You don't have I'm not saying do something every week. But if there is one thing a month even that you can start with that you can identify a story and get that message out to the to the local media, start locally, uh, you know, your local paper is a great way. And that's and local people read it. And what's great nowadays is that everything goes online. So a lot of the stories will go online. And then when that story, your story hits the online news on your local paper or, or, or wherever, then uh, or your county paper then you can share that on social media and say that is you showing people that somebody has written about you. They've taken the time to think, okay, this story is worthy to to share with our readers. And so that is great third-party credibility. And you are showing people, you're not just, it's just not, it's not just an advert, which is wallpaper, becomes wallpaper because it's just there in the background. And people understand that with advertising, um, you can write whatever you like, really and say, I am great, this is what I'm doing, and da-da-da-da-da. If someone, if a journalist has written about you and they've taken the time to share your story in their newspaper or they've spoken to you on the radio or they've filmed you for television or they've had an interview with you as a, on their podcast, then that's giving you that really important third-party credibility so that people can think they know what they're talking about. And when they think, I need help, they're going to come to you because they already think they know you. They like you. They trust you. It's that no like trust factor. And that's really, really important. Strategize the take home from that or one of the big take homes that I heard anyway, which is really, really, really powerful and important. Fiona, you've been really generous with your time today. We're coming up towards the end of this podcast. How are people who are listening, who are listening to this podcast best off getting in touch with you? Should anything that you said today interest them or should they be curious to find out more? Well, I would absolutely love to help anyone who's listening. If there's anything there that's resonated with you or you're just not even sure how to start going about it, because some people don't even know how, you know, they sort of think I'd love to do it, but I just don't know where to start. Give me a call and we can have a, you know, you know, get in touch. I'm really happy to chat through anything with you. So people can email me. My email address is Fiona at fdpr.co.uk. Or you can find me on social media. Um, on Facebook and Instagram, I'm Fiona at Fiona Dwyer Media, uh, and or if I'm on LinkedIn, if you're on LinkedIn, uh, just search for me, Fiona Dwyer. You'll see me, uh, and just uh, connect with me, and I'd love to talk to you. And we can just you know chat through. We can even have just a quick 15, 30 minute chat, so I can sort of say whether or not you know what I do can help you or not. Or you might just think I've had an idea, but I don't know if it will work. Give me a call, and I'll happily talk through talk it through with you. No problem at all. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Fiona. We're going to draw a line under proceedings just there. Thank you for your time. I'm sure we'll catch up again very That's soon. flown by. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit follow or subscribe so you can stay up to date with information on new podcasts which are released weekly. 
Please also feel free to leave a positive review so others can learn about this podcast and benefit from it. I would also encourage any fans of the podcast to sign up to the free Facebook community from which the podcast originated. Please search Dentists Who Invest on Facebook and hit join to become part of a community of thousands of other dentists interested in improving their finances, well-being and investing knowledge. Looking forward to seeing you on there.